0: Hello, my name is Karen Hollenbach, and today I'm returning to season five after an extended break from this podcast. So it's great to be back. For longer term listeners, you might have noticed some changes on the podcast artwork and that's reflect the changes on my profile because we are of course all a work in progress and we do need to update that work in progress in our visuals. For the rest of this season, I will be providing insights and inspiration for quieter and more thoughtful folk learning to maximize LinkedIn. My intention with this particular podcast episode is to give you a sense of what it takes or what's involved in refreshing Either your profile or the profile LinkedIn profile or the LinkedIn profiles of the people who you're responsible for so I see a lot of digital marketers who have clients that they're responsible for their LinkedIn presence or maybe you're uh, in a communications or marketing role and that's traditionally where I've focused my energies with this podcast um, series um, certainly this is still very relevant for you, the insights I'm going to be sharing with you. Um, And you might be responsible for managing your organisation and leaders' LinkedIn presence. I ran a LinkedIn profile masterclass for women on boards and a shout out to Karen Tisdall, who is a LinkedIn profile writer in Sydney. You might also follow her or tune into some of her insights via LinkedIn. And she was invited by Women on Boards to run the LinkedIn Profile Series across the country for Women on Boards, and she wasn't able to do the Melbourne session. So she invited me um, to do it, which was great. I'm a Women on Boards member. I go to their meetups in Melbourne. So I really enjoyed the opportunity to run that session. So that made me run a sort of very specific deep dive on the LinkedIn profile and When you're talking to people about what's important about your profile and i write people's profiles all the time but when you're really talking about it at that level so we're talking about c-suite executives people moving into a portfolio career they call it a ned career so non-executive director career the type of profile you write is really quite different to let's say a job seeker well, it's it varies uh, to a job seeker in the mid-stage of their career or someone who's providing services for their small business. So over the next little while, I do promise to share with you the fundamental differences in how you would approach those different LinkedIn profiles, uh, and writing those different LinkedIn profiles because the application is quite different. And as we we're now up to something like 150 new features that LinkedIn has delivered in 2023. Alone, I expect, um, depending on when you're listening to this, that will continue the rollout of new features on LinkedIn with a big focus on AI. And so I'll talk about the application of those features, because not all features are for you. And it depends on your goals for LinkedIn. I'm going to read out the updated about section of my LinkedIn profile. And I'm going to read it and then I'm going to explain to you what I'm doing, like what these key areas of my LinkedIn profile about section are doing and why they're important with the idea being that you can apply this thinking for when you are updating your own LinkedIn profile or the LinkedIn profiles of your organizational leaders. So you have 2,600 characters to play with in this section of your LinkedIn profile. And depending on your professional approach, I don't want you to feel like you have to use all of that space. With the profiles I write for many of my clients, uh, we uh, I will give them a first draft that falls within that character limit, and then they'll make some additions which push us beyond it. So keep an eye on the character limit, but don't, end. don't feel like you've got to use all the space. So the opening line, And the about section reads like this. Many people who talk to me about their plans for LinkedIn say they feel the pressure to put themselves out there. As an ambivert, someone who's in the middle of the introvert and extrovert continuum, I've felt this same pressure every day since the first day I opened the virtual doors to my education and training consultancy think bespoke in 2010 now i'm going to stop there the important part about the opening line of the about section of your linkedin profile is that you are making a direct connection with the reader and you're wanting to give them a sense of can i relate to this person so i'm quite overt in talking about this pressure because that's a really common thread for the people who I work with who engage me to write their profiles. They tend to have more ambivert and introvert tendencies. And if, you, if you've read much about what I've written on ambiverts, and I'll put a link in the show notes, ambiverts can, depending on the situation that they're in, they can sometimes appear like introverts and they can sometimes appear like extroverts. But there's certainly that feeling of pressure that maybe an extrovert might not feel that same level of pressure and you can have introverted extroverts and extroverted introverts so it is a continuum and you can have a different tendency depending on the environment they you're operating in um, and it really comes back to where you're feeling like you survive and where you're feeling like you thrive and so in the context of your About section, it's really making sure that you open up in a way that resonates and is very, very resonates with your reader and really the people when it comes back to your LinkedIn profile strategy, the people who you are trying to connect with or get into conversations with or influence, and that's going to vary depending on your goals for LinkedIn. So I will continue. In 2020, so this is there's a, a break in between the paragraphs. first paragraph, this is the second paragraph. In 2020 I realigned Think Bespoke's organisational goals to my personal values. It wasn't that I had not been living my values until this point, it was because I wanted to be clearer about what I stand for and who we help. Think Bespoke's vision is to unlock the potential of quieter and more thoughtful folk so they can be heard and get found. Our mission is to provide inclusive and equitable quality LinkedIn education and promote lifelong learning opportunities via our client services and online learning resources. This is in line with the United Nations 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development, Sustainable Development Goal 4. So I'm going to pause there. It's also known as SDG 4. So those next two lines are really trying to explain an important realignment that I've made since 2020. It's also designed as a, a nod to for-purpose businesses and in many ways also a deterrent for people who look at that who might take a more transactional approach to LinkedIn or perhaps they're not interested in someone who's talking about their values it might sound a bit fluffy to them great not the people i want to be working with and there's also an important connection in that second and third paragraph i did just read two paragraphs out to you where I'm talking about myself individually, but then I'm also introducing this concept of think bespoke. So then I move to into a more I guess personable uh, paragraph that gives it a really strong sense of the role LinkedIn plays in the value I add in, as an individual, but probably more importantly philosophically where LinkedIn fits into the grand scheme of things. So I'll read this paragraph out to you. As a passionate advocate for living a simpler and more meaningful life in the digital age, I believe we're living in strange times where our devices are distracting us from living a deeper life. One of the reasons I value LinkedIn is because it does not demand as much of me as more social media platforms do. LinkedIn is part of my digital toolkit because it enables me to advocate for my professional interests, reach a wider audience who can benefit from think bespoke services and learn from global thought leaders. It also helps connect me with organisations whose clients would value access to our on-demand course as part of their social service support. So, that paragraph is probably the clearest description I have given on my focus for digital minimalism. So, I absolutely love LinkedIn as a tool because it allows me to do all the things I said in that paragraph. So, what's important about that is I have a lot of clients who come to me who say, I'm not really a social media person. And I'll say to them, that's really good news because I don't consider LinkedIn to be traditional social media, I see it as a professional networking platform, a place where you can establish your subject matter expertise, a place where you can get a job and all the other things I said in that paragraph. So the idea is when the reader is looking at that paragraph they're deciding is Karen's philosophy or is the way Karen does things for me. So I then have the next section of my LinkedIn profile, which is an important component around, well, what is my professional approach if you were to engage with me for any of my programs? What would that look like? And what are some of the examples of the services that I provide? So I'll read on. With a focus on strategic frameworks, reflection, a slower pace, intentional and methodical approaches, human connection, and collaboration as enablers to solve complex problems I can support you with the following services and so then I've listed the four services now in the way I write LinkedIn profiles I don't use Unicode and I don't use emoticons or emojis I like to stick to the text style font style available through LinkedIn there's a couple of reasons for that the main one is i take probably a more conservative approach and i think the other approaches are a little bit social media-y, which is not my focus and emoticons and emojis are not inclusive for people who use visual readers so here are the four points i make so linkedin marketing linkedin profile writing linkedin training coaching and mentoring and then next to each of those i have a line explaining what they are. So LinkedIn marketing via a mentoring program and strategic consulting services. LinkedIn profile writing via a personalized service and a separate on-demand do-it-yourself course. LinkedIn training, tailored online or in real life training developed for the needs of your team. Coaching and mentoring, which is one-on-one career and business coaching to help you take the next step. Now, what's really important with this section of my LinkedIn profile, and if you're a small business owner, consultant, coach, this is particularly important, this section. If you're a job seeker, uh, whether that be at that sort of mid-tier level, at that C-suite, NED, portfolio career level, you wouldn't write your LinkedIn profile, this next section in this way. So in the example I'm sharing with you in the about section of my LinkedIn profile, this is very much geared at that. Consultant, coach, uh, key point of contact for the business, trainer, educator. So, what's important is I'm giving people a really strong sense of how they can engage with me for training. And I complement that, or LinkedIn marketing, or profile writing, or coaching and mentoring. And I complement that with the featured section. So, you can go to the featured section of my LinkedIn profile, and there's more information that takes you to a website. Um, in some cases, sometimes as a PDF document there for my LinkedIn marketing mentoring. So then at the end, there's two key call to actions. And I always do recommend a call to action in your LinkedIn profile. And what that is, is going to depend on your goals and, and the application. I've talked about the difference of applications in terms of job seeker or organizational leader so the last two or three lines read like this if you would like to explore how i can help you or your organization please book an intro chat via the link in my intro card above and then it has in all caps stay informed and then follow me here for inspiration and insights with my monthly linkedin newsletter so depending on what type of linkedin profile you have if you have a premium account you can have a more active link at the top there. If you've activated creator mode, which is a free feature, you can put that link in, which is where I reference the book and intro chat. And you can see in my link if depending on when you're looking at my LinkedIn profile and when you listen to this, because I do make changes to my profile every three to six months, you can have a look at that there. And then of course I've highlighted the top skills on my LinkedIn profile. Uh, which in the about section so if you haven't tinkered on your LinkedIn profile for a while there is the opportunity for you to nominate five of your top skills as well as align a lot of your skills to specific roles or specific education so make sure you have a look at that. Thanks for tuning in I hope you enjoyed this episode if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. If you'd like to learn more about how to leverage LinkedIn, I'd love to be your guide. Sign up to my e-insights, my monthly newsletter that's packed with LinkedIn tips, thought starters and exclusive subscriber offers. If you're just starting out on your LinkedIn journey, I'm so glad you found me and I recommend you check out my LinkedIn profile essentials online course. If you want to be the go-to for your organisation's LinkedIn presence, I recommend you check out my LinkedIn Marketing Mentoring Programme.